Welcome to the Partners for Better Communities podcast with the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development. The work from home revolution is just getting started and causing people to reevaluate where they call home. The year-long Creating Community Vitality series encourages you to think broadly, inclusively, and creatively about how your community can welcome an increasingly mobile workforce and inspire them to call your community home. We hope these conversations encourage you to set your community up for success. I'm Rebecca Rowe, the Associate Director of the Community Revitalization Office for Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development. Today, we are turning the conversation over to Raven Bates, the Communications and Office Manager for VCDC, and Andrea Dono, the Executive Director of Harrisonburg Downtown Renaissance. And VCDC has this amazing nonprofit program called Mission Elevation that helps nonprofit organizations around Virginia build their capacity. And storytelling is a big part of that. So that is really what we're talking about this month, storytelling. So to introduce that, ladies, um, can you tell me a one-minute story about what brought you here today? And whatever that means to you, that one-minute story, um, we'll start there. Great. Well, thank you so much. It's great to be here. And, you know, it's funny when I think about what my story is, I think about um, a couple of years after I graduated college and I started going through my old boxes of term papers and different things that I had collected over the years And I had been working at the National Trust for Historic Preservation at the Main Street Center. And we were working, um, you know, preserving community and sense of place and small businesses and historic buildings. And I never had formal training in that. And um, I I just went back through all my notes as I was cleaning things out. And I realized I was writing term papers on, um, you know, the the planning history of celebration in Florida and, um, you know, writing articles for my uh, college newspaper about historic sites and small businesses. And I realized that I wasn't aware of it, but I was writing my story um, getting to downtown revitalization ever since I was really young and just didn't know it. So it was a great validation that there was a path there. I just didn't know that there was one. So Andrea has been, without knowing it, writing her stories for years. That's awesome. Raven, what about you? My story goes back to kind of my roots and my childhood too. I've spent my whole career in nonprofit work. And as I kind of got farther and farther and farther into my career, I started thinking about really what draws me to this work. Even in college, I was working for nonprofits. We all know the impactful nature of what nonprofits do really drive us. But even going farther than that, I just kept thinking and thinking about what's the consistency there. And really, I think for me, it's this collaborative nature of what we do um, as nonprofits. And really, nobody can do it alone. I have forever, since a child, been playing team sports. And so that's something really instilled in me that you don't really think about making that connection. Um, But it's something that's really important to me and something you can't really find that dynamic sense of collaboration in any other sector, I think, other than um, nonprofits. Um, Really, the way that we have to work together to get what we do done. is really 
kind of goes back to like Andrea, um, my my childhood and kind of the way that my foundation had been um, created. That is amazing. And I will tell you a very briefly part of my story. I have a very clear memory of being a child and on a road trip with my family, which we did that every summer. It was never hotels. It was always 10 hours in a car and then camping kind of thing. And I just have this very clear memory of us driving through some Rust Belt town, probably in Pennsylvania, and looking at their downtown district and vacancies and buildings being run down and feeling a deep sadness uh, about the the community looking like that. And, you know, here I am now, decades later, privileged to work to help these communities. And uh, honestly, hearing both of your stories has just whetted my appetite to hear this next chapter and the story that you two are going to tell us about VCDC, HDR, Mission Elevation, and how this all came together for um, storytelling with impacts for Harrisonburg. So I'm going to turn it over to you ladies to tell that story. Andre and I met um, in 2015 when Harrisonburg Downtown Renaissance took uh, part in the what then was called Nonprofit Sustainability Challenge. We have since rebranded to the Mission Elevation. Um, and we got to know each other, and I was I was really excited to have Harrisonburg in the mix um, for that cohort because I went to James Madison University, JMU, and Emma Duke, and so knew a lot about Harrisonburg, but learned even more from from them participating in the program and seeing the great work they do. So, Andre, can you tell us a little bit about how you kind of Came, became involved in in the program and kind of what it meant for you guys. Yeah, so I'm always on the lookout for professional development opportunities. And this one popped into my inbox. I feel like it was maybe like November or December and we had to rush to get an application in before we broke for the holidays. But when I saw it, I thought it was really cool because it was kind of like taking the idea behind the Main Street four-point approach to downtown revitalization, which is to be comprehensive and, and basically holistic in how you do things. And as I was reading the description, I was like, holy cow, this is a comprehensive, holistic program for professional development to help nonprofits do what they do better. And that just really resonated with me because that's what worked for our community. And I felt like that would work for our organization. And the bonus was that I got to do it with one of my staff members. And usually your professional development, you're sitting in a webinar or in a classroom and then you go back to work the next day. This wasn't like that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, because at Mission Elevation, we we kind of approach it in a little different way from your your just ordinary professional development. So um, kind of what makes it different is that you do participate with another person. Um, it's over a year and you get a dedicated coach and then also the support of your peers, which is really important. One of the main um, milestones, one of the main um, goals of the program is really to develop a network of peer support. So that collaboration, um, really enhancing that connection. Um, so yeah, um, 
Let's see, Andrea, can you share maybe one of your favorite parts or maybe where you ended up in pursuing through the, the program? Um, well, I think one of my favorite parts is really what you just said, that cohort, you know, having our peers made all the difference. We felt like we were a highly functioning organization in a lot of ways, but we were missing some very basic nonprofit stuff. And this program gives you like basically every tool there is um, to kind of fine tune your organization to just start making uh, better decisions and having better conversations. So it really was the right program for us. And when we start, when we started, most of the other people in the cohort were in the housing realm. And here they are, you know, taking people off the streets and putting them in houses and putting roofs over their heads and basically by extension, saving their lives in the world. And my organization is focused on community development, doing economic development. We do promotions and destination marketing. And so we had major imposter syndrome. I mean, it was, it, it kind of felt like such a huge barrier and, and we didn't always want to speak up because we felt like the, the work of doing housing um, was just so much more impactful and important. And it was the cohort and our peers in the program that's, that really drove it home to us that we were just another piece of the community development puzzle and that we had a very important role to play because you can put people in houses, but if you don't have uh, great places for them to go and a way to bond with the community and a way to feel like they're at home too and like they're connected to something, then you know, there's something missing there with quality of life and we support small businesses so maybe they can start a business or have a great place to go. So they they helped us see where we fit into that continuum and that was the biggest aha moment. And from there, we're able to really get the work done. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because um, really one of the, the highlights of VCD's work and what really drew me to work with them as well is the holistic approach. So while we were founded through um, affordable housing and building affordable housing through the low income housing tax credit, we've really um, expanded to more and different ways to work with communities in general. And so we know that making a vibrant community is more than just having homes. Um, so I really am glad that you said that. And then this is an extension of really um, a more comprehensive approach to looking at our communities and what they need to thrive um, beyond housing. Uh, so that is, I, I just am super happy to hear that. It was a huge help. And I think the, the cohort of people in housing challenged us to do our storytelling better because we weren't talking with other Main Streeters. We weren't talking with our downtown businesses. We were talking with people who are very focused on housing and they, they tap into other funding streams that we'll never be able to access and they operate very differently and they have a different kind of staff. And we had to figure out how to get through to them. And it really wasn't until we had the cohort meet in person in Harrisonburg that we took them on a tour and showed them our projects and our challenges ahead and our opportunities. And I remember one by one, everyone was like, oh, that's what you do. That's so cool. I get it now. And and they just... they became our biggest champions alongside of us. I mean, you can't beat that, but it taught us to figure out how to do storytelling 
looking at what we do through the eyes of other people, the uninitiative. And once you stop getting so close to who you are and what you do and you use words that other people use, you start doing your storytelling a lot better. So storytelling at the the heart of the program is really interwoven. So there are expectations in the program of kind of going public and sharing. Uh, We share all along the program. At the very beginning of the program, we start with story of self. And story of self is similar to how uh, we introduced ourselves at the beginning of the program. So this gives us a foundation of not only learning about others in the cohort, but also setting a foundation of what drives us to do what we do so we can tell our story better. So as we start developing through the program, we layer on various other frameworks that come with that. And so we use Marshall Gantz is a great resource um, that we reference in the program. And this idea is of public narrative. And so we lay this along, um, starting with story of self, then then getting into story of us. So how are we gonna create this coalition? Um, How are we gonna create buy-in around um, what we do? Because as we said, as a nonprofit, you can't do anything alone. You have to build this coalition. And then third, into the story of now or the story of urgency around what our what our ask or our motivation for for our story is. So that's the the main framework we use from the very beginning is setting a tone of storytelling and that it is important as a leadership tool for any nonprofit leaders. Sometimes we don't think about storytelling as a tool in our toolbox. Um, It's just something that happens. But when we start constructing it with a more of a framework and with more intention and with more strategy, um, we start to think about different ways to tell our story. So Andrea, can you tell us a little bit about how maybe that impacted you? Yeah, in a big way, because I think what the best thing about Mission Elevation is that you guys build us up as leaders and the professional development component of that is so important because there's a lot of confidence building. So when I talked about having an aha moment from our our cohort peers saying, you know, you are a piece of this puzzle in community development and we all have different roles to play, you know, that was important. But this program has so many the best of the best tools, essentially. We get all the best readings, we get the right matrices to use. Um, we have that self-exploration, you know, find your why conversations. And it just it has a, a foundation that sets you up as your, your nonprofit's leader, but also to have the foundation for your nonprofit. So it was really like scaffolding. And it it starts from the ground up and it builds you up, it builds up your organization and then you can build up your community. I mean, it's, you guys nailed it. It's so great. (laughs) If you had to say coming into the program, kind of where was storytelling on your radar and kind of how did that shift and, and then how did that, you know, kind of make for an important focus of your organization? It was the thing we always meant to do. You know, it was on our to-do list. We wanted to do storytelling better. And what we do really well and always did do well is tell the story of downtown and of the businesses and of the community members. But we did that at the um, sacrifice of telling the story of HDR. 
And you have to do that. You have to connect with your people, whether they're donors, whether it's, you know, political figures who you're trying to advocate to, you know, it's just, you got to do storytelling for your organization, not just about the people who you're helping or, or what your end result is. And we knew that we had to do it because this whole idea of storytelling and nonprofits has become a buzzword, you know, probably several years ago. And we knew it. We just couldn't make it a priority. And by being part of this program, it was forced as a priority. And that's really what it took to actually make us do it. Yeah, awesome. Well, would you say, how did it start to change? Have you noticed any differences once you started to pull together uh, this story that really resonated more with your community or in in impact results um, through? Yeah, yeah. It helped us just focus in general. So one of the things that we did through this program was rewrite our mission statement. And so once you have a new mission statement, you are then able to be much more focused in the type of stories that you're telling and it's basically like a guiding statement so you know all your messaging fits in with that so that that made a big difference for us and knowing that having the outside perspective of what we do and and thinking about like how do we communicate with people who aren't main street people you know they're not in the the part of the virginia main street um network and main street america network how do we talk to them like that really like I said, was that aha moment. So we said, well, why don't we have a facilitator come in with our own community members and lead that conversation? And so we asked business owners and donors and supporters and um, volunteers, board members, to have them be in a room with us and talk about HDR and what we do. And so we could hear them and see how, how they were kind of shaping our messaging for us was a big moment. And I don't know that we ever would have done that if it wasn't for mission elevation. I didn't realize that would have value, and it really did. You know, stop using your jargon and start using the words that other people are using. It was so great, yeah. Let's see, do you have any advice for other nonprofits or main streets that might be starting a journey of starting to think about a storytelling culture in in their um, organization? Kind of how to how to get started or, you know, some... Maybe there's a nugget or a tool that that you kind of um, resonated with in the program. Yeah, Raven, I think making it a priority is the biggest piece. And and I was not able to do that until I went through this program because you guys gave us homework and you gave us things to do and we were being held accountable. And so sometimes you sort of need that when your job is basically to go from putting out fires and, and emergencies to the other fire that you have to put out. So that was really important for us. So I would say that if you if you need some motivation and accountability, find it. And for us, really take some time to hear how others talk about your organization and what value they see and, and the stories that they tell about the good feelings that they have around the work that you do and start from there because that was really how it changed the way we talk about our organization. I really don't say downtown revitalization anymore unless I'm getting into the weeds with somebody about something. It's, it's more about supporting small businesses, building community, building bonds with the community, and destination marketing to bring people here. And people get that, and we're, we're going with it. So find out what people are saying and, and use that. Use your, your world to kind of write your story. And this might be bouncing around a little bit, but this is a question that Rebecca shared yesterday, but said, what is storytelling to you? So what does that mean? So I think that 
word can mean different things to different people. Um, but as we kind of are talking about storytelling, what it what does that mean to you? For me, storytelling is going right for the heartstrings. You got to trigger something in people's brains that resonates with them, whether it's a call to action or um, a moment where they can relate or, or feel good or feel something, urgency or alarm. You know, you, you have to trigger an emotional response in people because there's so much noise out there. And, and if you're, you're saying, well, our downtown revitalization statistics are X number of millions of dollars, you know, who listens to that? You know, nobody. So we got we, we to gotta use those great numbers, but we got to put some good stories behind it. And making those connections with people is the way to go. Yeah, I, I feel that for me, I think thinking when I think about storytelling as nonprofits, we can really get into the what we do and talking about the what over and over again. But really, it's kind of showing our work. I go back to math class, right? So we all knew how we got there, but then really showing our work and really the the really the stories that are gonna motivate you or motivate a donor or motivate somebody to learn more about you um, that we we kind of forget about. And so that's what the Mission Elevation program is all about. It's it's getting nonprofit leaders kind of out of their day-to-day and then lifting them up and, and giving them a platform to really think strategically about some of the, the main barriers that are kind of keeping them from being able to serve their mission either efficiently or for the long haul. Um, so that's really what the program is all about. Yeah, and I would say that that was, that was very early in the program, and there is nothing that was more frustrating to me and Lauren, the person I was going through this program with, because every time we came up with something to share with the group, the coach would say, that's a what, tell us why. And we're like, we are telling you why. And they're like, no, that's a what or, or a how. You know, you, you spend so much time talking about how um, when you're talking about your organization and, and people don't want to know about the nuts and bolts. They want to know about the impact and the why. And, and you guys gave us so many things to wrap our brain around. And really, if you don't go through those processes, you're not going to get it because you're not going to be digging in deep enough and you're not going to find that authentic message because you're starting at a whole different place rather than building up from the, the ground up. So that, that's, that's it. Like That's what you guys do. That's this program. When I think about nonprofits that I see that are, are high achieving, I, I think about the qualities that they have. And it's the, it's the nonprofits that can tell their story and really involve you in what they do and, and the why. Really, it does come down to that. And I think storytelling is all about sharing overcoming challenges or really um, the impact, sharing the impact, like you said earlier. Andrea, how is storytelling now more involved in the way you're doing your work every day? Yeah, this program has really changed what we do in a lasting way. So what what we've done has made it sustainable for us. So we're always thinking about what we do in terms of storytelling. So I have two quick examples of that. One, um, when we were trying to get people to support small businesses during the pandemic, we went right 
to storytelling of the business owners because making that connection to our audience, to the actual humans that are behind the businesses that were suffering and, and were closed for a while, that really reminded people why they love downtown, why they love coming there and, and motivated them to do some more online ordering and takeout and curbside pickup. So, you know, we talked about all those things, but it wasn't until we had blog stories, we were doing something called Faces of Harrisonburg. Um, it was a series that were f- profiles that made all the difference. And it was a soft way um, to, to sneak, to be sneaky about getting people to support small businesses by making human connections with the people of them. And the other thing that we did at the end of last year was to also take that in the same vein for end of year giving campaign, which we call Back the Berg. And so instead of saying, support our organization, we do all these great things, we had uh, short videos uh, with our small business owners who talked about all the ways that HGR helped them individually during the last year. And you got to, sometimes having other people tell your story for you is going to be bigger impact. So don't listen to me and say why you should support HGR. Listen to the owner of Mashita, you know, listen to the owner of our awesome deli. You know, those are the things that really made a difference. So it's, it's integrated. It is what we do now. That's awesome. And Raven, I know VCDC recently went through uh, rebranding and and really digging deep, and now you all are telling your story a little differently. Um, are there one or two big takeaways from how that process changed the way you are telling your story? Absolutely. So we had undergone a, a whole brand refresh over the last year, um, and really where we ended up is how can we be most clear. Uh, in sharing what we do. It's it's kind of complicated business model what we do. We support a lot of people. And so how can we be the most clear and resonate with people? And really that's where we came down to um, vibrant communities drive change. That is the driver of everything we do. We believe that and then everything else is built around that. So our development advisory, our our equity funds, our community support in in terms of mission elevation. So it's all built around this idea that as whole as a holistic approach to community and really making it um, our focus. So and then really just making sure that we build this into build storytelling into our day to day. And really, it is something that becomes top of mind and a a staff culture. So where we talk about it, it's not just one person that's driving the stories at an organization, it's your whole organization. So the more that you can develop that that culture through your staff um, and, and give them the, um, the bullhorn, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so if you can kind of do that. And then we're just even thinking, like Andrea said earlier, even the little in words that we use, We've had a a 360 transformation on how we talk about ourselves and how we present ourselves and and really how um, how we're more authentically um, sharing what we do now, um, given that we've spent some time strategically thinking about that. The way we wrap up these podcasts is asking you, is there a particular place that you are attached to? And tell us a little bit 
about the story of why you are attached to that place and how you how you display that attachment, how you show that place love. So I can I can talk about this. Um, there is a place in Maryland um, that's called the Forest Glen Seminary. And it is the best place ever because it was, when I discovered it, it was a um, falling down place that had a number of really cool old buildings that were a different archetype from different um, time periods that was, that became a, a campus for a girls' school that was more prestigious to send your daughter there than it was to send your son to one of the Ivy Leagues. So it was kind of a big deal. And it is so special because it was overgrown and it was uh, had so much history and stories. And the way that I showed my attachment to that place is by telling that story. I wrote articles about it. I had people come to the tours. I led tours. I volunteered. I advocated for it. And now that I don't live near, there anymore, I still visit it from time to time because it's been saved. And now I get to see what it looks like with people living there now and it's mixed use. So... I share it with people, and I try to support it in every way I can, so it means a lot to me, and hopefully other people who I got to learn about it. I actually grew up really close to a main street um, without even knowing it, so I grew up in Manassas, which has a thriving downtown uh, main street program, and actually, um, Debbie, um, the executive director at, at their Main Street program was involved in the Mission Elevation program. And really even hearing about the changes of what happened from when I was in high school and would go to a prom dinner in downtown Manassas or um, now to what they're doing with the train station and, and just building up the community there, I think is really really great and I have family that go to all of these events so I, I think really it's it's honoring spaces that we grew up and seeing how they've changed over the years and really celebrating that. Um, I'm really excited to see um, that even through COVID that they've done so much work to to develop their businesses and support their businesses so um, I think that's a great example of a place that I'm really looking forward to getting back to, um, to, to visiting when we can. Um, and, and that holds a special place for me. So, yeah. A hundred percent. Hometowns hold a, a particular place, a spot of attachment and place attachment for all of us, I think. Thank you for joining us today. Our speakers have been Andrea Dono with Harrisonburg Downtown Renaissance and Raven Bates with VCDC. Please join us in April when John Sarve with Floricane will be our webinar speaker and Sarah Milston with The Spark Mill will provide our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Please visit virginiamainstreet.com for more storytelling ideas, for more information on the Creating Community Vitality series, and for more information on how you can improve your community.